Hello, hello, and welcome to Between Laundry Loads. This podcast is basically your 20-minute timer to get that annoying job done that you really can't be bothered, (laughs) you've been pushing it off, I can relate, Um, and yeah, hopefully just have a bit of background noise, which is me. Um, So my name is Judy. I am a 30-year-old wife, mother to three gorgeous little boys, and I run a beauty salon. I do makeup, and basically I've just decided to take on a little side project in this podcast. I'm hoping you're going to find it relaxing, fun, we'll have a little giggle together, and hopefully you won't be too sick of the sound of my voice by the time we're done. So get ready, get up, you've got this, and let's go. Well, this is very exciting. Today, I get to announce a thank you to this week's sponsor, which is the Regesh Status. They are a mental health and emotional well-being platform geared to help people of all ages, religious types, and levels. They have a range of content from clips of tips, advice, and chizuk from Rabbanim and professionals, They offer therapy question and answers, quotes, memes, music, and more. With a range of professionals, Rabbonim, Mechanchim, manning their incredible helpline, they're here to help you with anything that you're going through. In order to join their free WhatsApp status, just message 07-521-694-171 to join. And thank you to Regesh for sponsoring this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Between Laundry Loads. It's been a hot minute since I've recorded, and I think the only reason I can give is just the overwhelming feeling of sadness that I think we've all had with everything that's been going on and with the world situation and our own feelings of security and identity of who we are and the fact that our our hearts are, are broken. And it's so, so hard in that mindset. You know, I've had a few messages saying like, come on, Judy, when's the next episode? And I've I've just not had the heart. My heart's just not been in a happy place to, to record in a happy way. And I just can't think of anything worse than recording and you guys having to listen to me and in a sad headspace. Like, that's just not what anyone needs. Um, but I've got the most amazing opportunity to talk with somebody who's actually in England at the moment from um, from Israel. And I just... First of all, she's a wonderful person and a really interesting person to listen to. You can say hi now. Hi. <laughs> and um, I'm like giving you permission to talk. <laughs> Thank you, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Um, but, and on top of that, she's got the most fabulous accent. So I know you guys are going to absolutely love that because I do. And I'm going to try so hard not to put on any sort of accent when I... <laughs> I'm that embarrassing person to be around that. That, that, that one thing that drives everyone insane when you yes. try and mimic. Yes, and I do it so naturally to the point that when I speak to someone with an accent, I will then for the rest of the day think in that accent. It's bizarre, but I own it. I own the bizarreness, listen. Um, and I do accents with my kids the whole time and they'll say to me, Kate, mommy, now, now can you talk normal again? And then so... you actually have to think about how to talk normal? I'm okay with that. Going back, I can. But genuinely, my brain thinks in an accent. I'm weird. It's okay. Uh, funny. Anyway, so do you want to tell our guests, first of all, a little bit about yourself so that they know who they're, who they're having a conversation with or listening in on a conversation with? Um, okay. So I... Without your name. Yes, I believe so. 
So I um, originated from South Africa and I moved to Israel. I've been in Israel now for going on, I think, almost six years. Cool. I was there during Tokay Tanwar. I mean, not living there, but I was visiting and got stuck there. Couldn't fly home. Oh, no. So I was there for that. I experienced that one. The last war that happened, you know, the little argument that they had <laughs> two years ago. Oh, um, it's funny. I always say, like, oh, they're just giving their opinion. It just you happens know. to be with rockets and bullets. Yeah, something like that. Right. But, you know, they just, they're, you know, like how children, you know, shout when you're not paying attention <laughs> to them. So it's kind of like, you know, we're hey! not tri- We're not trivializing um, the war by any mean, but sometimes you need to humanize it a bit and just bring 100%. it to, to just uh, bite-sized chunks that you can actually process. I think actually that's probably <clears throat> been the hardest bit is trying to process something that is so unfathomable because we are humans and we have human like emotion and capacity and then mm-hmm. you're hearing about things that just are so inhumane you actually can't process it because it doesn't make sense to a human 100 percent. you don't you don't like i don't know you see you know people watch horror movies and they're you know they know it's not real yeah and it's kind of like um escapism, escapism and yeah. they're, they're entertained and everything but when it happens in in real life you kind of like your whole body goes into an almost shock system um, because you, you can't believe it. You can't understand it. Something on TV, you can believe. You can understand because it's fake. But, it, in you know, we... Are living it in reality. Yeah, it's and you can't, too you much can't. to process. You know, there's... Yeah. But, you know, as living there, you kind of... You see it in a... In, a, in, a, in almost a, another way. You know, when when you're in it, you feel... The fear, you feel everything, but you almost feel like your life goes on. You know, every day you wake up, you carry on. Yeah. Uh, what changes is almost like, it's like COVID there right now. You know, we go, I'm, I'm going back soon. And everyone keeps saying, oh, it's like COVID, you know, where I live. Uh, you know, you just make sure that you're not, you're within a distance to get to a shelter within your X amount of time of the siren, which is, I believe, where I am one minute. Wow. Um, yeah, 90 seconds, I think. And and that's it, you know, you you go from one day to the next. You're, you know, being outside of Israel brings a lot of guilt also, yes. you know. Survivor's guilt. I've heard that quite a bit from people and I absolutely feel that. It's that feeling of, I wish I could do more. I know I can't do more and I, I feel helpless. It's a massive level of, of helplessness. It's also, I believe, you know, I chose to live there. That That is my home. Um, you feel almost like also like a traitor because you stay, you're you're in another country. You know, you're not there. You're not mourning with the country that you live in and the people that you're you're with. Right. You know, you you see everyone running into shelters and you like, you know, you feel that solidarity. Like I should be there with you. You know. Wow. But on the other hand, you also say like, thank God you're you're safe. You you're in a place where you're not running to a shelter and you know you have a uh, police walking up and down and and you know ensuring safety um oh, no, and you, I, you're oh, thankful because you you i mean i have a i have a baby um yeah. and it you know it, it rem- everything that happened reminds you how thankful you are that you're also not there right so it's really two two pieces like of the coin two sides of the coin isn't it but i was like just gonna say um the thought came to me is that the safety element of it, this is like a completely different, like turning it on its head. But I feel like my social media safety has been attacked. 
I, it used to be, you know, it's my escapism was absolutely my social media, just that mindless scrolling, looking at cute outfits, which to me is just, that's my escapism. I love fashion. I enjoy it. And I really feel like I've been robbed of that mindlessness that we're just not, we're not able to be in that mindlessness. Like that's gone because rightfully so my social media is filled with people, um, you know, um, putting it out there pro-Israel, um, you know, supporting our families, our belief system, our everything, um, which I'm so proud to see and I love seeing. But the the images, it's so hard, it's so horrible when you're trying to protect yourself um, from the bombardment of images that are so harrowing. And even the ones, you know, I've been avoiding social media fully um, for, for a week, I completely went off everything because I was terrified to see something that would sit with me too long um and yeah I do I feel like I've been robbed of the safety of my phone and that's a really weird like yeah that the war on on technology as well is is really hard to to like sit with what do you think on that um I think you're 100% I mean you know in the beginning I watched everything I looked at everything um for the first three days um wow I was so traumatized in in so many ways. Like, I couldn't sleep at night, to be honest. I was making my husband come to bed and just sit there until I would fall asleep. Totally. Um, I've had, like, um, playing random TV shows or podcasts playing in the background because I can't sleep. I need to take my brain. I have to switch my brain off. I couldn't even watch. If I tell you, I would watch something and I was like... I wonder where these people stand. You know, right? I'm doing that now when I go shopping, and someone looks at me, and I'm like, "Don't look at me," unless I know that you're pro Israel. I don't want to know. Like, my brain is completely all 100%. encompassed with it. It's I walked, mental. I walked down the street about an, an hour and a half ago, and I saw woman, Arab woman, who were probably the most benign people. They were probably just working, walking Absolutely to work, normal. and her phone was out. And I was like, what is she recording? Is she wow. trying to take a picture of a house here, you know, of a Jewish home? And it, it is, but, you know, you're talking and about... And I hate that, by the way. I hate that we've turned into the stereotypical um, anti-other races and other religions. I hate that because I'm such an all-loving, peace-loving, you know, yeah. love everyone and all of that. And I hate the fact that because of my nervous response system, which we are all built with, and as mm-hmm. Jews, we have an innate, um, you know, inner safety guard up. And that has been so triggered now that I am looking at people so worryingly when they have, I have no right to. So I think with that is um, you have to trust. You have to also trust, you know. Um, I specifically then crossed the street and I stopped like paying attention to them because you can't, we can't live like that. Right. You know, we have to, we have to, you have to put one foot in front of the other. Right. Yeah. As, as also, you know, as, um, as a mother and as you, you see, or as, as a mother and anyone else listening, you, you don't get to stop and, and not wallow, but, but stop and like try and process. You have to put one foot in front of the other, if not for yourself, for them. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when we feel this way, like you're talking about um, social media. So as I was saying, I was watching was everything. And then I made the decision to completely stop. Good um, for you. I still see, we look at everyone's stories, um, but I go through them very fast. Right. And um, so I continue with that. And I made the conscious effort to ensure that I'm not watching a video or looking at a picture. 
I was like, okay, I'm going to watch banana stuff, like the cute cat videos or something like that. And for this exact reason, as you said, I mean, our social media was attacked. We are not safe with on, within it. But I wanted to turn it into my way of doing it. So, like, I was just very aware of not watching things, not opening things, and rather watching funny cat videos. Um, are you a cat person? You've got a dog. How can you be a cat person? I'm very much a cat person. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I you're love not. Cats. I grew up with a cat that used to sleep in my bed, no. head on the pillow. <laughs> oh my God, can I tell you a really funny, really funny story? I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about like silent warfare, like how you fight really passively aggressively. And like someone cat. said, like a cat, and someone said that they had a family cat and he was allergic to cats. And every time his sister got annoyed at her, he, she would put some cat hairs on the pillow or make and he and he would obviously have an insane allergic reaction every time he went to bed and he only found out like 20 years later that that was it and he said I always wondered why the cat loved being in my room so much it was because she was sprinkling the, the cat's like oh wow the thingies <laughs> in his room I am not a cat person I'm definitely a dog person I uh, very much am oh that's um, hysterical can you be both can you yes. be cat and dog person I had cats and dogs growing up yeah we also you know I also had a horse Oh, did you now? Yeah. Oh, and did you also have a lion and, and, a, and a giraffe in your back no, garden? No, I'm sorry. Those, those, were in the, those were in the zoo and wild. Oh, right? okay. But the elephant used to carry our shopping home. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is South Africa like, like, like life like? We're going to take a complete tangent here. But do you, do you live um, with wild animals? Am I being completely stereotypical? Being yeah. like, there's lions walking in your back garden? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's a really, no offense, like dumb question. You could ask, why are you not black? I've actually been asked that numerous times. Um, and it's like, okay, really? Do any of you, like, I don't know, know anything? <laughs> okay, um, well, there you go. I have just said I'm dumb. I'm okay with that. You've insulted no, me on my own podcast. No, asking someone it's okay. you're black. <laughs> it's fine. I did not ask you if you are, you're not black. I just asked you have wild animals roaming in your back no, garden. we did. <laughs> do not. <laughs> no, no. But we see that as an equation to the same question. Fair enough. Um, Fair no, enough. we don't. You actually have to actively go somewhere to see wild animals. Oh, okay. Um, but you get to see them much more freely. Like roaming the safaris is a much freer experience than going to the zoo and seeing them behind like a glass. Oh, 100%. But you also have to be lucky to see some of them. Oh. So you don't always, you're not going to always see uh, the lions or the cheetahs or, um, you know. Right. But you'll see lots of zebra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll see what? lots and lots of zebra. My husband likes to call them the jukim of Africa. <laughs> Just um, don't try and squash them with your shield. No, but no. I'm telling you, they heard him one day because really? they then decided to cr- cross in front of our car really slowly and then turned and looked at him like, ha, got you. <laughs> Calm us back, baby. Literally. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. It's, well, it's a different world. It's a different way of life. <clears throat> are you glad? Is it like, are you glad that you live in Israel now, like in terms of like a lifestyle living 100%. situation? 100%. Yeah. You can't compare. You can't compare walking down the street and not worrying that someone's going to try and steal your cell phone, you know, or rob you or. Yeah, but you do sort of go like, are you going to stab me and spit at me? No, there's no, no stabbings. It's more rubbings, carjacking. No, I'm talking about in Israel. <clears throat> like, as in, in, in South Africa, you're worrying about like the crime levels. In Israel, you're worried about the anti Semitism. No, is that just, is that a really non-Israeli a higher, living way of of thinking? Yeah. yeah, no, it's a very non-Israeli way of thinking. Like we don't, you don't walk around thinking, oh my gosh, he's gonna pull out a knife. <clears throat> See, I do. I literally do. When I go to Israel, I'm. It could be I'm quite a high anxiety person. I think maybe I just live with quite a high, like worry level of things 
worst case scenarios happening. But that's definitely a me problem. <laughs> no, I think, uh, no, no, I don't have that. That's I amazing. mean, now maybe going home, you double think. Yeah. But in a general, no. No. And as I a mum, do you think you've got any more anxiety or less anxiety now that you've become a mum or? Way more. Really? <laughs> way, way more. Go on. I think on, I'm like right? the most annoying human in the world when it comes to anxiety like where they'd be eating sleeping you think they're sick you think you're this you need to protect them from that you want to cover them from this you want to this you want to that you know and you have no one else to take it out on so you take it out on your spouse and you drive them up the wall love it can i be so patronizing go for it you're such a first time mum. it's so cute (laughs) i'm giving her a hug as i say that because i'm horrible but there is that first time mum anxiety is so different than like later down the line although it's still there and it's still really high it's just in a in a very different way like somehow when you're a few kids down it's a different type of worry but it's still there for sure but it is like that first time mother worrying about like do they have a cough do they have temperature what are they doing why didn't they eat as much as they said they were going to eat and they ate more yesterday and they drank more yesterday why oh my god that's exactly it that is exactly it only like now it's been the eating thing for the past few days and i've discovered a tooth pushing out. that's exciting um, yeah the third one and oh, muscle top <laughs> milestone now milestones. we know why good okay. but it's like in the moment you're like why are you not doing this why yeah. are you not doing this why are you not doing this and you I know you know and then you're like don't really sleep at night so you spend the whole night thinking why didn't they eat why didn't they this okay well, tomorrow yeah. we're going to try this and everything and you're like and then the next morning comes and the kid does everything opposite and you're like okay literally <laughs> again i saw something really funny it's like motherhood is buying six yogurts and them getting eaten in one day and then buying 12 and them going off because now they don't eat yogurts yeah like do you know what i mean I it's like what they did yesterday there is no guarantee they're gonna do it again tomorrow none none that's what uh that's what my husband keeps saying gotta remember they're a baby every day is different that today they're not doing it no 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 and i'm like no they're doing it it's happening yeah like i can't deal with things that don't go like according to plan are you quite an organized person, like a, a, a Masudar kind of? When it comes to kids, yeah. 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 Why? What's your what's your thingy with kids being prior to having? Because I used to run a kindergarten, mm. and like so I always knew like routine was so important, and it worked wonders, and like you know. But then again, that's twelve kids. This is one kid, <laughs> and it's yours. So you yeah. have such a different. Has has your outlook changed since being like a nursery like? runner i don't know what the correct term um, is like manager. manager has it changed then f- to having your own child look you definitely understand some aspects of the parents more but in a general not really it like helps you it helped me know kind of what i was getting to right which way has by having had the exposure yeah. to it prior to yeah, having yeah, children yeah. how long did you work in the nursery what ages how old were you when you were working in the nursery? six months to toddler was no mine. your age as in you yourself as a professional oh um with this with little ones probably it was six years you were there for six years wow mm. and then so one minute so when you went to israel you came to israel as a single girl yes how old were you then when you went 29 you went to israel at 29 yep wow and then you've been there almost six years wow i'm 35 <laughs> yes i will say it <laughs> and she looks brilliant and 35 isn't old and i am hitting 31 now and i cannot believe where the time went because i feel like this year has been a blur seriously where did this year go 
Um, no. It belongs with the COVID years. Right? We, we should really COVID, get them back. No, it's like, it should be like a new way of counting, like BCE, and then it should be like before COVID, after COVID, and everything like that. It's just a completely different timing. Oh, I'm watching on her app thingy. Her baby is waking up. So we are going to have to wrap this up. But can I just say that I feel like you've given us a really, really good mindset of how to juggle looking at the situation of life, you know, of, of the traumas that we're going through at the moment, of taking it as it is, this is what life is, and that we do one foot in front of the other, we try and do our bit, um, and like, to live life, and I actually, I'm going to end on just one final thing, sorry, I'm like, I just want to add one last thing, is I put on my Instagram, actually, the concept of Am Yisrael Chai, you know, which we keep seeing with all the Israeli posters and everything, and Am Yisrael Chai is living, you know, Chai, we need to live, and we need to live our life to be proud, like, Jewish people, to make Hashem proud, to make ourselves proud. And it's about what we actually can do. And, you know, doing the davening, doing the brachos party, doing the little bit you're taking on for Israel, that is our way of fighting the war for ourselves. That and, uh, you know, we can only do what we can do. And before I signed off all my social media and I stopped looking at things, there was one quote that was uh, posted by uh, Eshliach in America that we do what we can. Soldiers can fight and everything. This is a physical war, but there's also a spiritual war. And that what we can do is one mitzvah at a time, one capital at a time, one something. And if honestly, that's hard because sometimes we, the day gets the better of us, then just wish everyone safety and yeah. wish them well. You know, Hashem hears us. That's gorgeous. I really, I, I hope we can all try and like be proactive in our bit. But thank you so, so much for coming Lovely on. chatting. It was amazing. And I'm really, really grateful. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I'm so happy that we've managed to get an episode out for you guys. I hope it was uplifting. I know it's uplifting is only relative to the situation. But stay strong, guys. I'm Yisrael Chai. We've got this. Well, that's it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And if you managed to get that 20-minute task done, then go you. And if you didn't and you chose to chill instead, well, then go you too, because self-care is important too. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to give me a review, like and subscribe, or tap the five-star review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you are interested in being my next guest, please do feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Between Laundry Loads. Have a wonderful day and stay tuned.